we experience grace. As we move through our day-to-day with work, family, and other commitments, it is easy to feel depleted and far from God. Well, I'm Julie Bastide with A Christian Working Woman, and that's what we're talking about today with Lauren Stibgen. Lauren, we know that God created the Sabbath, but how does that really relate to experiencing His grace? Julie, grace is free favor from God. There are no good works that we can ever accomplish in our busyness that will earn us more grace. Oftentimes, I see women, including myself, fill their off days with to-dos. In fact, God calls us to rest. It's a command. So what you're saying is that we're being disobedient to God by not taking a Sabbath rest? Yes, and we overlook this over and over again, week after week. Well, I'm looking forward to learning more about how the command of the Sabbath can be a way for us to experience God's grace. Thanks, Julie. Maybe you're a planner or a list maker. Or maybe you just let days fly by with work, kids, social plans, and other things that fill your time to the point that when you hit the pillow each night, you're depleted. Busy lives can sometimes fly by, but we often don't feel like we've accomplished much. We just finished a season which, to me, feels like the busiest time of the year that culminated with Christmas and the start of this new year. For me, this season was dizzying. Work was budgets, performance reviews, urine preparations, home was preparing for the holidays, an unexpected surgery for my daughter, and so many social engagements, I don't want to recount them. And oh yes, social events for my children, more work parties, and then add this to trying to maintain my own health and preparing to talk to you about experiencing grace through the Sabbath. Hey, don't laugh. You're probably wondering if I observe the Sabbath rest in this season, or if I experience Sabbath rest at all. Honestly, seasons don't matter. The reason I bring up the end of the year is only because it's fresh in my mind and in yours. If I break down the weeks and months, it's always something, a special project at work, birthdays, travel, board meetings, kids' sports, and other activities— even more social events, and the cycle repeats again and again. What is even worse is now we have social media to remind us of all of the things we might be missing out on. News alerts that need our attention, dings and pings to respond to, email on our phones that comes to us right when we're trying to take some time off. There is a lot that drowns out God's grace and his intention for us to experience his grace on the Sabbath. I haven't always been great at observing Sabbath rest, but that all changed when I was forced to stop, just like all of us were during the pandemic. When life started back to normal, it felt so good and so bad all at the same time. Soon the pace was right back to where it was and my seven days were booked and busy. The return to normal really forced me to look closely at the Sabbath. God created rest. In Genesis 2, we first see the Sabbath. God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from all the work of creating he had done. In Exodus, as I talked to Julie about, the Sabbath became a commandment. Remember the Sabbath by keeping it holy. The Hebrew word for Sabbath literally means to cease. If I never cease or take time in the normal flow, how can I experience God? How can I hear him? 
I will bring us back again to the notion that God's power is made perfect in our weakness. If we never allow ourselves to be vulnerable in faith, we will never know his goodness and be able to say to God, I trust you to maintain control while I put all of my focus on you. Striving and not ceasing keeps the focus on me and what I can do and not how God moves in my life. In Isaiah 58:11, we are beautifully reminded of how God provides for us. The scripture says, The Lord will guide you and continually satisfy your desire in scorched places, and make your bones strong, and you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water, whose waters do not fail. How will I ever experience this guiding, satisfaction, strength, and watering that never fails if I don't show my weakness and rest and reset? In the New Testament book of Hebrews, we see this repeated in chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God, for anyone who enters God rests, also rests from their works, just as God did from his. We rest just like God. Throughout the Bible, those that were closest to the Lord practiced rest. The prophets, King David, and even Jesus and the disciples rested. Oftentimes, when I'm trying to think about how to calm myself, I turn to Psalm 23. You probably know, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And then continuing in verse 5, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. This reminds me that God provides all. He leads me in stillness and restores me. He leads me in paths of righteousness and provides abundantly even when I feel surrounded by my enemies. When we think about the life of David as a shepherd, fighting Goliath, leading a kingdom, and even running for his life, we might relate a bit. Oftentimes, the lives of those in the stories we read seem so far from what we're experiencing, but really, David had as much, if not more, chaos than we did. He needed God's rest. I also look to Jesus. Repeatedly, we see Jesus retreat away from the crowds to pray and rest. He also calls his disciples to do the same in Mark 6, verse 31. Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. Can you relate? I'm not saying my life is anything like Jesus and the disciples, but we can feel this. People constantly clamoring for your time and attention at work or at home, countless appointments to be in one place or another, forgetting a meal because we're on the run, and the day doesn't seem to stop. Yes to all of the above for me. We are called to come away. I often hear people talk about how they can't have a Sabbath because they can't rest on the seventh day. The pattern of the Sabbath on the seventh day should not be a hindrance to you seeking rest and finding time to truly cease. Even though we still see examples of observing the Sabbath in the New Testament, we also see calls to rest, whether it was David or Jesus and the disciples, on any day. When we consider 
The other restorative ways God can move through us on the Sabbath, maybe it will be easier when we think about how it will apply. Acknowledge God as the creator and holy. When God rested, it was to celebrate his creation. We can do this too. He also calls us to keep the Sabbath holy. Lay down your burdens. God calls us to lay our burdens down. In Jeremiah 20, verse 21, the Lord says, Take care for the sake of your lives, and do not bear a burden on the Sabbath day or bring it in by the gates of Jerusalem. Take care for the sake of your life. My life is dependent on laying my burden down before the Lord. Gather together and reason. God calls us to meet with others and to reason with them about God. We see this in the book of Acts when Paul meets with the congregation on the Sabbath to talk about the gospel and Jesus. We can praise the Lord. We're called to praise him with joy on the Sabbath. Psalm 92 is called a Sabbath psalm, and throughout the New Testament, we see a call to sing songs and hymns. Colossians 3.16 is a good example of this. Pray. We pray on the Sabbath. In Acts 16, verse 13, we see a group of women gathering by the river to come together and pray. Serving others. In the New Testament, we see Jesus challenge the Pharisees and feed his disciples and heal the sick. God calls us to do good works of love and service to others on the Sabbath. When we see self-focus, busyness, and say no to those things that replace the peace and presence of God in our lives and say yes to his calling and truly trust him, we can experience his grace. Finding the time to cease from our everyday patterns allows us to grow inwardly still in this seemingly unceasing chaotic world. What are the consequences of not taking a Sabbath? I'm still hanging on to the verse above from Jeremiah, take care for the sake of your life. For the sake of my life, I need to turn to God. Thinking about some of the topics we discussed this week, I can list a handful of the consequences of not taking this rest. First and foremost, we can't experience his grace. We can't give ourselves grace, but we can find it in his rest. We can't discern God's will for our lives. As many of us have made resolutions this year, perhaps we haven't stopped long enough to seek God's will for our life. We become short with our words, both in how we talk to ourselves and to or about other people. When we're not taking time in God's word, we quickly forget how he wants us to reflect on what he says of us and how we are to reflect his love and grace with our words to others. We are prone to anxiety and worry. Ceasing helps us to lay our burdens down at the feet of our Lord and to be reminded that he works all things, yes, all things for our good and for his glory, not ours. Our relationships suffer both at work and home. Through the Sabbath, God calls us to serve others that are in need and to show grace and love. Removing the focus on my needs and focusing on reflecting Jesus not only brings us closer in relationship with others, but also closer in relationship with God. Another consequence of never ceasing is the impact it has both on our physical and mental health. 
Studies have shown a greater impact on mental health rather than the physical in the Sabbath. However, I'm sure we have all had the experience of being physically unable to function due to exhaustion or sickness after a prolonged period of chaos in our lives. As I mentioned earlier, I had to rethink the Sabbath. I had quickly allowed my work to flow into every day of the week. Calls were constant, even to the point where I was receiving calls during church on a Sunday. I was not observing the Sabbath, and I was not acknowledging the day is holy for the Lord. It took my dear husband to point this out to me, and let's just say he called me out. Slowly, I made changes, starting with telling people that I was not available. I then moved to setting focus time on my phone, where Do Not Disturb was turned on. Rather than grabbing calls, I would text and let people know I was unavailable and would ask if the matter was urgent or if it could wait until Monday. I spent more time in the Word and in prayer and tried to eliminate trips to the store or other plans that could take place on another day. What I have experienced has changed me. I strive less and rely on God more. My relationships are better. My stress is lower. I'm reminded that grace and peace are multiplied to me in the knowledge of Jesus. And I think first about his call to come to him, all who are weary and heavy laden, and he will give us rest. And then his call to abide with him. Apart from Jesus, I can do nothing, but with him, I can bear much fruit. Find time to cease, rest, Pray, praise, serve, seek the perfect grace and peace through Jesus. Take care for the sake of your life. Father, please give our listeners a heart for your Sabbath today. Thanks, Lauren. If you would like to listen to this devotional again or share it with a friend, you can find it on our website at christianworkingwoman.org. That's christianworkingwoman.org. Again, we are so glad you joined us today, and we look forward to being with you next week, same time, same place, for The Christian Working Woman.